Hello, you beautiful diehards. This is Cole, the voice of Leighton Quickstis Chalmers and Snort of Claude the Clydesdale. You have found us on Instagram. You have found us where you find your favorite podcasts. And now you can find us on the World Wide Web. We are at theheroesdiepodcast.com. It is a very proverbial one-stop shop for all things The Heroes Die. And it's also a place where you can find some friends of ours. I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary of playing role-playing games. And the thing that it has given me more than anything else is beautiful friendships with amazing stories behind them. And so I want to get one special shout out to a friend of mine that I've been board gaming with for a very, very long time. My buddy Theron over at TokenVessels.com. These are amazing little token and dice bags, super durable, super portable. I've replaced the component bags in all of my board games with token vessels. And I think you're really going to love what he's putting out there. You can find his work as part of our Friends of the Pod section. This is the place where we get to celebrate some of the people that have contributed to our love of tabletop game. They're part of our community, just like all of you. And if you love us, we hope you'll love them too. Killer rhyme. Introduction hero point. Let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hi, Sam. Hey! Hey! All right. Question for you. You're at the end of a shopping trip at Marshall's. TJ Maxx, whatever, and you have to go through that labyrinth of last-minute impulse buys. What is catching your eye? What are you getting? Oh, boy. Long-time listeners to the pod will know that it's sour gummies of any (laughs) stripe or variety. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm, If you've been mm -hmm. with us since day one, if you're a real one, you know that for (laughs) me, it's absolutely what gummies are in this aisle, which ones are sour, and how long am I going to have to look at them? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, I guess by that logic, for me, it's milk. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, just powerless over the dairy freezer. That's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> Who puts the milk next to the gum? Real Morgan. ones? No. I can't let it go. Morgan prefers the so, warm milk next to the People magazine, right? At yeah, the but they don't have now. that at TJ Maxx, do they, Rudy? <laughs> Mm, shelf stable milk at TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah, it's right next to the Red Bull. I uh I I I think it's changed for me over the years. It used to be more candy. Now, um, by God, if I'm not walking out of TJ Maxx with a candle that I bought while I was waiting to check out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Scented? Yeah, scented. Oh, yeah, heavily scented. I got one. I'm looking at right now from the sensational line established in that's right, 1998. Uh sweet peony. <laughs> Coconut and beeswax blend. <laughs> it's delightful. Are you I'm burning it, it now? I'm, no, I'm not burning it right now, but I am looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. It's nice. You got kind of a woodwick situation there, or just a standard one to three? I don't know what that means. So woodwick. These are ben, awesome. He buys his candles at the very, very <laughs> end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thought. Yeah, most he's of them not, are bubble gum scented. So I yeah. guess I'm probably over my skin. He's not doing his research at home. Not yeah. sure what not sure what any of those jokes were. Um, but <laughs> I, I got my like, of them. $20 candle right here by my desk. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stature. Uh, <sighs> probably, probably only smells like one thing, though. Mine smells <laughs> like five. <laughs> uh, let, let me elucidate. Chopped wood, weathered boots, moonlit salons, burned grass, 
distant fires. Is that coming in one of those boxes I see on Instagram where it's like, hey, (laughs) the man box. It'll come with a switchblade. (laughs) Redwood trunks. Mezcal cocktails. We're still there. We're this still is all in that? Kindling. <laughs> it's one candle, huh? Not gonna lie, your house probably smells like shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought Will was just reading his poetry. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine how it smells, Morgan. That's cool. And they fit that in a box with flannel-lined khakis and a hatchet. Yeah. That's <laughs> Rudy? Um, I guess I don't really go to stores like TJ Maxx that often. Um, Oh, stop Fucking it. Good for you. Rudy is better than the question, everybody. No, I'm not better than the question. <laughs> He's better than the question. Someone doesn't dress themselves to be a substitute teacher. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, my grocery impulse buy is always ice cream. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess when I go to like Target or TJ Maxx or something, I don't do a lot of, I'm usually there for a thing. Well, and, and Target is does feel different because at TJ Maxx and Marshalls, there is like just like 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 50 yeah. feet of of like yeah. power charge, power cords and, you know, soft, blushy things the next holiday and, you know, generally candles and some sour gummy candy. I My like favorite. Marshalls. I haven't been to Marshalls in a minute. My favorite version of this aisle, Sam, is Menards. Because mm. Menards is a dead ass hardware and construction store until you get to the register, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then Double it is it's every just, yeah, type of knockoff West. candy you've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> peanuts, <Yeah>. five pound <laughs> bag of Cheetos. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, Rudy, you like Marshalls? I also heard you say that. Oh, dude, I I bought so much clothes from Marshalls when I was in high school, man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. my favorite Marshalls fit was the uh, the Denver Nuggets. Velvet top and shorts. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude. I had a Spurs fit too, but it wasn't as it wasn't as clean as the Nuggets fit. I can't decide <laughs> if that's at odds with your juggaloism or perfectly mm-hmm. harmonious. Yeah. yeah, I think you it's that see it ways. middle of that Venn diagram. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. it is a good color combination. Oh you, yeah, you so cannot fault that. No yellow, yeah. Oof. Well, and also you gotta you cut me a little bit of slack. Like you know, male fashion in the early two thousands was about matching the same color as much as humanly possible like in one outfit you know like we were doing the best we could me and my spitfire sweatshirt made it for about nine years so i think about how hard i worked to get the smallest t-shirt possible around that age you know what i mean like just like as 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 tight and as like ripple yeah were you yeah. rocking express dress shirts and shit and everything? Oh, like, no, absolutely not. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like Spitfire t-shirts, oh, like okay. brand new band, you know, t-shirts, like uh-huh. that sort of stuff. Like just hitting right before the, um, you know, the the studded belt. Yep. Yeah, no, I was there. I was definitely an emo boy who wore tight mm-hmm. skinny jeans and Taking Back Sunday t-shirts. Yeah, my, uh, my, my 90s and early 2000s were definitely dominated by Clothing as large as would stay on my body. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Rudy, for the bullhorns. Big time. <laughs> Morgan, anything besides milk or are we sticking with milk? Yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't, I'm pretty good about not buying stuff like that. I think the only stuff I'm ever tempted at is like, like weird little electronic things. Like That's me, getting, man. Getting like an, an extra, you know, AV to USB thing or like an extra six foot iPhone cable or um, rechargeable battery. 
Yeah, a rechargeable yeah. battery or like solar oh, powered rechargeable. Yeah, yeah, it's like, got one of those like, for camping. There's fifty dollar wireless headphones that like they say the sound quality is great. I'm like, oh, fine, no, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Harold closing us out. Oh yeah, I mean, I know we've got lots of listeners in Texas, and uh, I was at Bucky's. I went to a Bucky's like like three months ago, and. Uh, found myself buying a complete meal by the checkout stations. Like mm-hmm. I, I was there for the restroom. Bucky's have beautiful restrooms. I was telling myself I would just get in and out. And then just on the way out, I was like, well, no, I should get some, some corn nuggets. That back. Beautiful restrooms. Yeah. What, uh, what qualifies as that, bud? <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Bucky's has really nice, clean restrooms, uh, lots of stalls. It's uh, it's a lifesaver. But I ended up. I'm, I'm like, still going to need you to answer Ben's yeah, so original you describe question. Describe the bathroom as beautiful. Do you also describe your wife as beautiful, or what sort of adjective do, do you use? My for wife her? is the most beautiful person. Okay, in the world. so she's as beautiful as a bathroom. Okay, keep going. More, more beautiful. I think I, I most okay. beautiful person in the world. Yeah. Uh, Bucky's has the most beautiful bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it might. To be honest, I gotta say. Um, so, okay, you know what? I, I have to interrupt because I'd never heard of Bucky's, so I did a quick Google search. <laughs> Will, for those of our listeners that aren't from Texas, I think it's important to know. I think all our listeners are from Texas. All <laughs> is what I was, what I was told. For. <laughs> we have a Bucky's, few people in Maine. Bucky's is a chain, and there's a, a big old bucktooth beaver with a flipped up Bill baseball hat on his head as their logo oh is that who i think it is? their whole business model is priding themselves on having the cleanest restrooms this is why i brought that like, <laughs> no one knows no i don't know what they sell i've been on their website for oh, at least wow. 30 seconds now, now clicking links it's all about restroom cleanliness <laughs> bucky's go ahead lick the floor that's the thing <laughs> yep, I, nope. I mean, bucky's, is a, bucky's is a chain of travel centers known for clean bathrooms and many fueling positions, <laughs> which is the first time I've ever heard that. World's phrase. cleanest yeah. fueling positions. <laughs> what matters to you when you go to a gas station? Being able to pull right up and start refueling as soon as possible and go into the fucking restroom in a clean, beautiful space. I'm going to put in the position. chat log here if you want to look at the furry version of Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> You put on Tumblr? Uh, no, I found yeah. it. I found it on DeviantArt. <laughs> you do a quick DeviantArt search, real yeah, quick on that DeviantArt search. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got the widget yeah. for that. No problem. It's really easy. For yeah. me. Is that a Chrome plugin or? Oh, got a bot set up so whenever Bucky gets mentioned. Oh yeah, I get I get an alert. <laughs> uh, so on the way to the checkout line, I passed by like a line of uh, chopped brisket sandwiches, um, beef jerky, uh, the corn nuggets is what they sell there. And I just fucking grabbed all of them. It was an entire like six course meal that I bought impulsively on the way out the door. Your shit was so clean that you were like, yeah, just take all my money. <laughs> I, was, I got to refill. Up, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to be back in here. Damn. God damn. <laughs> Shout out to Bucky's. Yeah, I'm gonna see those corn nuggets later. Right? It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. This furry art, though. Holy crap! <laughs> oh, ben, I'm gonna, need you to, I'm gonna need you to close that tab, bud. I'm gonna need you to close that <laughs> no, tab. No, there's like oh no, oh in the background and 
Why aren't they it's wearing not pants? a squirrel. It is a wolf, but it's wearing the he, Bucky's hat. What does he need pants for? Well, he's a beaver. I mean, he's already got the T-shirt. What more do you want from him? Yeah, what's that? Mo- that's not a beaver mouth, though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bookmark that. That's a fair point. <laughs> Distinctly canine face, but then a they, beaver tail. They look friendly enough to me. All right, well, on the subject of places to land after a hard day's work this bedroom that you find yourselves in where sven has crept up on two arguing corrupted priests who are in contention for this room sven has offered basically uh, solomon's choice raising his hammer to split the bed in half still about 10 feet to the south of it And that is where we left ourselves. Sven offering to, I think, break the bed in half for them. Is that right, Sven? That's right. Yeah. And I've made it known as such, too. And I actually, in in fact, ended last session with looking to them for a response to see if either of them would object, thus fulfilling the Solomon's choice. Of course, if one does so, the clear entitled owner of this bed. All right. So we'll pick it up from there. The person closest to you is female. She says, no, 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 don't, don't, don't break the bed. Don't break the bed. It is a prized bed. It is the nicest bed in this entire room. No, 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 don't break it. And the fellow off to the eastern side of the room says, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. No, 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 no. The bed must remain whole and it will be mine. And she says, no, it's not yours. It's not yours. It's, it's, it's not yours. It doesn't matter one whit whether or not you were a senior in the former order. Now, and they just start nattering back and forth, Sven. What do you do? You have both failed. Or <laughs> the correct answer, if you were to be the loving owner of this bed, would be to knead it together so badly that you would rather the other have it all together. I am very, very disappointed in the both of you. No, 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 no. I do want it together, but I, I want it to have it for me. That's where no, you're getting it. I want it. to have it for me. Don't get it. Guys, they're being selfish in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think we're selfish? He said I'm selfish. No, he says that you're selfish. No, you're selfish. And they start going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) Sven just turns around and walks back out of the room. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Me? Oh, I'm just a lonely man with a hammer looking to help others extol the virtues of selflessness. But (laughs) clearly nothing doing here, so be on my way. If you can convince her that this is my bed, I'd be greatly appreciative. No, it's not his bed. It's my bed. It's his bed. It's my bed. Does Sven relay this information to us as he comes back out? I think Sven is still in the room right now. And can we all hear from where we're standing? You can all hear from where you're standing. The door is open. All right. Can Eugene? Eugene would like to enter the room. Eugene enters the room. And tell me this. Is either of your name on the bed? 
That is perhaps the best way to kind of it. You can't get all the way up yeah, there. Yeah, snug right Shit, up there. I like bro. that. <laughs> yeah. Eugene entered the room. This is my friend. He doesn't I, believe in personal space. Eugene, when Eugene entered the room, he moved directly adjacent to one of the priests. He runs directly uh, into her the knees. Is here. <laughs> Eugene is standing five feet away from one of the priests. What does he do? Well, hello. It seems to me that if there's a new order here in the Hermitage, whichever one of you knows more about it should get the bed. So why don't y'all tell us everything you know? Because I would say that the person who understands the most about the Hermitage is the one that deserves to sleep in the big one. Very good, my wise friend. For what is a better virtue than selflessness than wisdom? Well, I think that this is a capital idea. This is fantastic. Yes, whoever knows more about the hermitage, so shall they sleep in this bed. And she says, well, the deck's a bit stacked here, isn't it? You are, after all, second in control. You knew all the secret texts, etc. I'd say that this is an unfair advantage from the get-go. But, but it, if your entire argument is in fact that the new order resets that balance. And if we are asking for information about the new order, then in fact you are at the perfect foundational position to parry this gentleman's attempts. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh yes, I'll parry this gentleman's attempts indeed. All right. You're a bit far away, love. Do you want to come into the room? It's my short, <laughs> loud box friend there. And Leighton moves 30 feet north into the room. <laughs> Don't worry, there's more of us out there. Just so there's no surprises. Yes, yes, uh, yes uh, yeah. All right. Well then, fire Now away. it's a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll hold the door, yes? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to hang out here. Good luck, girl. All right. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what these questions are, then. Absolutely. Let's see what these questions are. First one, first one up, that'll be me. I'll answer it. What's the question? I'll probably know it. Yes, Eugene, go on. The first question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. If you know a lot about this place... You would know that there are some ancient spirits who've been wanting to come back in, but haven't been allowed in recently. Who are those spirits, and how come they can't come in? Do you know what he means? I'm not. I mean, I do obviously certainly know what he means, but it probably wouldn't be fair for this competition if you don't know what he means. So <laughs> perhaps if he explains what he means so that you understand it, then All right. we could both. Both fail, question one. <laughs> Ben's looking awful choppable, that's what I say. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Perhaps we can turn into four smaller beds. Question two. Okay. Why is there a new order being established? And what has passed to bring an end to the previous era? Oh, well, that's easy. Ding, ding. I'll answer this one. Yeah, well, you see, we used to be quite keen on Gozra, and now we are less so. On account of Gozra, allowed the land around here to be absolutely pillaged by those townsfolk, yeah? And now we've found some other powers 
who have allowed us to finally exert the might and punish those townsfolk so that they won't be damaging the land no more. Well, seems to me like the score is 1-0. That's pretty good. Well, I, I would have put it a bit clearer than that, all right? Oh, how so? Well, we are a hermitage, which means that we're generally in seclusion, yeah? Goes through his big thing on that here, yeah? However, now we've started interacting more on account of uh, certain demonic influences in uh, summonings that we've been able to do. So it's not simply other powers or whatnot. Well, I knew what they was. I just wasn't saying it. I wasn't trying to state the obvious. Well, in any case, I think that I brought some clarity to the situation. Touche. Clarity appreciated. One, one. I'll give you half a point. Don't All press right. it. All right, all right. <laughs> Next question. Who is the deity that Gosra has been replaced by? And why are they superior? So it's not exactly as though the Gosra has been replaced. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely still some places around here that, you know, Gosra's might is still, I don't know if you've bumped into those doors out front, but, you know, having trouble getting past those, the, the thing about it is, yeah, that, you know, it's not so much that we're worshipping one deity now as opposed to harnessing powers, uh, you know, that, that, are, that are slightly more dispersed. But it's, we're not worshipping one deity no more. No, no, no. It's less hierarchical than that. Interesting. Would you yeah. disagree? Oh, well... And there's certainly not on the, the bit about the hierarchy, and that's my point in general as to why I should be sleeping in this bed on account of the former hierarchy is out the door. So therefore, I should get this bed despite our previous stations in the former order. Now, as for, you know, what what's going on, yeah, not, not exactly uh, a, a deity uh, in place, you know, all worshipping one thing, all looking in towards the centre of the circle, deity in there, not so much that, as opposed to, you know, little other projects, you know, you, 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 you look at uh, what Caldessa is doing with those animals, and that really is inspired, yeah, you know, taking what is and making it a bit more powerful via ritual. Who would like to ask the next question? I, uh, uh, sorry, I, I, from the doorway. Oh, are we all getting back, in? In the back here. Yes, we all yeah. get one question now, to be so fair I, ourselves. To I, uh, I would like to know about the prisoners that we've taken. Who knows the most about the prisoners that we've taken recently? We can do. We can do. We can do it like one. Like one names it, and then the next one has to name it. Name one, and then like we until like one runs out of of prisoners that we've taken. Oh, uh, not too many prisoners, to be honest. Not too many prisoners, yeah? <laughs> no, no, not too many prisoners indeed, no. Uh, most of the people who resisted and wasn't getting on board with the demons, they're dead. I mean, uh, we didn't get Harlock. Harlock, is, is, uh, he, he, he was able to, you know, protect himself or whatnot. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not with us, no. But yeah, you know, not, not too many prisoners, uh, no, 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 not too many prisoners indeed. Truk's really upset by this. I suppose there was that one. There was that one prisoner. Yeah. What was his, uh, the mayor, the mayor from town. We, we did take him prisoner recently. Gave him a couple, couple pokes and pods with some hot irons this morning. I was actually thinking about going back in there, but then I got into an argument with Mr. Thing here and, uh, you know, kind of got distracted from me, uh, torturing work. So 
You're saying you take no prisoners? Oh, that's got a nice ring to it. I agree. Yeah, no, we take no prisoners. <laughs> Looking like um, a couple methods in this room. Yes. Uh, so yes, boy? I'm a, I'm a, I am your elder, I'd like to point out. Oh, oh, my, my mistake, my mistake, yes, uh, yes, my mistake, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Oh yes, a halfling. If you would, my, my mistake, my mistake. That's that's all. That's all right. Well and good. Uh, you uh, you two seem to be uh, all right with us. Um, tell me, uh, would you be at liberty to uh, say where exactly the prisoners are kept? The uh, few prisoners you do keep, uh, bearing in mind that you're very vicious and don't keep many prisoners. Well, there was the one. Out, uh, out, uh, Jay, uh, Eber, the mayor. He was, uh, he was kept yes, in this yes, sort of four yeah. waiting rooms. Yes, he escaped, uh, but he will face his come up and sue. Oh, he escaped, did he? Oh, that twat in there. He lets him go. Oh, and oh, utter yeah. incompetent. No, always. Oh, God, they're always more interested in training up his slurk than anything. Absolutely. Else. Ah, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Well. No, there, there was a bit of resistance to the movement initially, and uh, you know, some uh, some people were sort of killed outright, obviously. Yes, yes. And but, then, uh, uh, and then there were others who, yeah. uh, you know, um, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Had their wills bent, if you will. Really? Yes. Are those now? Uh, pardon my ignorance. I'm just a older professor of magic, doctor of magic. Contra extraordinaire, etc. Um, these uh, people who have uh, their wills bent, so to speak, um, have uh, has their re-education um, been thorough enough to allow them to join your victorious ranks, or are they still uh, in some sort of uh, deprogramming room, so to speak? Well, there's definitely still some transitions happening. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, uh, see Caldessa for that. Uh, but no, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Who? Who? Caldessa. Caldessa. She's she's working with the animals. But the, uh, uh, the, the for the most part, everybody's uh, towing the line now. Really, and um, there wouldn't happen to be any uh, dwarves among this uh, crew, would there be? Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the holdouts, certainly a dwarf. We got them though, didn't we? <laughs> What do you what What do you mean by that? What do you mean you you got them? The professor's like tugging it on Druk's robes here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, how, here's a fun game. How about we raise the stakes? How about whoever loses, we kill? How about that? So tell us about how you got them. Oh well, frankly, don't know a whole lot about the ins and outs of uh, how they was got, but. Uh, Last I saw them, you know, they they were they were in step, if you will. They uh, appeared to have been uh, brought over to this side. Wow. Well, that puts the score at three to three. And as much fun as my friend Andrew's suggestion was, I think that this brings us to the final round of questions. Oh dear me. If. You truly deserve to sleep in the biggest bed in the Hermitage. What is the one secret that only a true devotee of the Hermitage would know? Drew draws his bow, by the way. 
No, we don't have to. He's just, he's just drawing. You can both whisper drawing. them in my ear so that the other doesn't know the secret, therefore making it a fair game. They see the bow being drawn. They just fed back the fuck up. No, come here. Come <laughs> whisper in my ear. No, no, no. The hammer is lowered. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> step up one round and step five feet five feet up here yes, um, yes you have to whisper in my ear now they uh, <laughs> see the bow being drawn and they think about that question that was just asked they look I think it's other. real simple I think that someone's gonna win big and someone's gonna lose big and it's up to you all to decide who is who they say now wait a minute who are you five strangers that came in here so cordially and tricked her? Have we been tricked? We've been tricked. And she turns towards you with a fire in her eyes and she goes, We do not like to be tricked. And starts waving her hands together and roll for initiative. Give me perception. Sorry, y'all. You were so close. We almost almost got out of an encounter without fighting. Admittedly, the, the emotional stakes were pretty high for Andrew, so I don't blame him. <laughs> Behind him 100%. I don't, I don't think it was just Andrew. <laughs> no, 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 it was all Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Turn order is up. We've got Leighton at 23, Eugene at 18, Andrew at 14, Sven at 12. The professor at 10, but my baddies rolled a little bit better. Oh. So she spins looking at you, her hands twisting and a flaming sphere lights up right on Sven's square. Yeah, this is good. Sven, give me a reflex save. Come on. Okay, not bad. 20? Ding, dang it. I think that that is going to do it. Yes, 20 saves. You take no damage. That brings us up to his really? turn. No damage at all? Because the, spell, the spell has duration. We're all going to die! <laughs> it is the second priest's turn, and he too is going to cast Flaming Sphere. And... He is going to cast it right on Eugene. Eugene, give me a reflex save. Yeah, ding it. 24. 24. 24 is a pass. Lessa is going to take a... Full second turn. Five foot step in this direction. No, it's a two action, two action spell. I just, I made a mistake. And um, he is going to stay where he is. Uh, that is their turn. And it brings us to Leighton. Leighton, what you gonna do? Uh, Leighton is going to reach back behind him as Andruk's bow sort of like rises up and grasp it for a moment and just say, Andruk, they're all yours. And cast magic weapon. That's awesome. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. And then we'll take a five foot step back in case Andruk wants to get into that space. Super fantastic. Eugene, it's your turn. Uh, Eugene is going to take a five foot step to the southeast, and that's his turn. <laughs> Invigorating. 
Andrew, it is your turn. <laughs> Druk is going to get into his point blank stance and then take a shot at the priest to the northeast. Uh, 17 plus 12 is 29. 29 is a hit. Uh, I'm giving him a little bit of cover because of this doorway that is right in front of Sven. It is not a crit. Okay, got it. Uh, it's going to be nine points of damage. Oh, sorry, 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. That ain't nothing. My goodness. Anything else? He's going to roll again. Roll again. Nice to have that dice box mic'd up. <laughs> yes. Is that, do you want me to not do that? Real no, feel. It's good. It's Live and in person, baby. Uh, 17. 17 is a miss. Damn. Sven, you're up. It's all good. That was a good turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sven is going to step in towards uh, the feminine priest and, and take some swings. All right. Double slice. Sven moves 10 feet up, right in her grill. That'll be uh, 26 to hit. 26 is a hit. Yes. Or seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Nice. Heard's the word. And then will an 18 hit? 18 does hit. Hey. Let's go. That'll be for six points of damage. Six points of damage. Nice. Excellent, excellent. Professor. Three can play at this game. <laughs> and the professor will send a flaming spear to the uh, priest on the uh, right side there, 25 feet away from me. Alrighty. Give me a reflex save. Alrighty, reflex save. You say reflex save. Coming in. That's a 20. Oh, just made it. Oh my god. Ooh. Ooh. But I will uh, also uh, try to uh, intimidate that priest as well. Yeah, go for it. Let's see if we can memorize them. That is a 22. A 22? What are you doing to do this? As part of his um, his verbal component to the spell, he adds like a, a demonic deep chest laugh from within that, that kind of erupts from the sphere mm-hmm. around the priest. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, you succeed on that. They are frightened one. Frightened yes. one. And who was that? That is the uh, the priest that has the, my flaming sphere around him. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. trying to demoralize this whole fucking game. It finally happened. All right. Very exciting. Very exciting. That is the professor rounding out round one. Top of round two. It is Les's turn. She is going to pull her flaming sphere back up onto Sven with one action. Sven, give me a reflex save. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a uh, 29. 29? Very good. Very good. She also draws her trident from her back and stabs out with it. Ah, that is a 16 to hit. I will not. Actually, yeah, nice. I, think that that's, I think that that's how that works. Alrighty, and then lashing out one more time. She pulled out a trident. Yeah, she pulled out a yep. trident too, right? Ah, damn it, you're right, you're right, you're right. Nice well. Got him, folks. <laughs> Dead to right. <laughs> All right, and that brings us around to Bax's turn. He is going to push his flaming sphere onto the professor. The professor, give me a reflex save. 
Oh no. Well, this will kill him. 14. That is a failure. Ah! Nine points of fire damage. Oof. And you don't catch on fire, do you? There's no persistent damage? No. All right, excellent. And then back is going to move five feet to here and is going to swing at Sven. That is a 16 on the die. That is uh, well above 20, my dude. Yep, I'll hit. All right, excellent, excellent. Wait, sorry, again, did he pull out a trident? Pulled out a trident, moved. And he moved the fireball. This is his third action. Sustaining, moving, pulling out a trident. No, sustaining and moving are the same thing. No, no, he moved himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sustained the flaming sphere, which allows him to move it. Yep. That was one. He then moved, that yep. is two, and pulled out his trident, that is three. Oh, pulled out his trident. Ah, yes. Folks, we got him fucking again. <laughs> Bodying Sam out here, folks. You don't, get it good. you don't get it this good on any other podcast. We are just litigating him. He certainly <laughs> wouldn't have done it in that order. He uh, draws his trident and stays right where he is. Right where he is. All right. That is his turn. Her turn. Leighton, you're up. Leighton is going to lean forward and just say, Sven, duck! And <laughs> Sven turns arm. around into it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, fortunately, I don't know. Sven has electricity resistance eight, so he's, he's good. Hits him right in the face, but he's okay. Electric arc, I need a reflex save from the other two combatants in there. Reflex save for the one to the west is a 19, and to the east is a 20. Damn. They both save three damage electricity to each of them. Three electricity damage to each of them. And that is where Leighton is going to end his turn. Let me mark that down in my digital ledger here. Fan-damn-tastic. Eugene, you're up. Eugene is going to cast Tanglefoot on the corrupted priest to the west. Tangle him! Tangle him! That's a natty 20 on the die. Is there a critical effect? Yes, there is. The target gains the immobilized condition and takes a minus 10-foot circumstance penalty to its speeds for one round. It can attempt to escape against your spell DC to remove the penalty and the immobilized condition. That's what you get. Um, then Eugene would be like, Priest tangled! And that's his turn. That's <laughs> his turn. Andruk, you're up. Yeah, Druk's going to run about 20 or 15 feet to the northeast to get right in the business of the priest to the northeast and say, mm-hmm. Things aren't looking good for you right now. And remember, there's going to be one loser and one winner. So you might want to think about what your next action is. He's going to pull out his bow and take two shots at that priest. Uh, first one is two on the die. So not the most exciting thing. It's going to be 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, next up. That was a warning shot. Yep, warning shot. 17 on the die helps 24. That's a hit. Sweet. Right. There's my investment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's going to be uh, eleven on the do- eleven d- damage total. Nice. Eleven damage total. Excellent. That's big, dude. Nicely done. Andrew gets a move and two shots. Coming up on Sven's turn. Sven, 
Yes, yeah, got a mobilized uh, corrupted priest there. Winging away, Honor. Bonk. That will be an 18 to hit. 18 is a hit. Eight points of damage. All right. Falling through. Pickle. 27 to hit. 27 is a crit. Yes. Excellent. Come on. The immobilization. Nice one. Good. It is It is because of the, the door frame earlier. Uh, their AC ah. is 17. Their AC is 17. Never mind, Morgan. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I'm less effective than a door frame. <laughs> uh, for 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Woof, salad. All right. Looking pretty, looking pretty fucked up, but yeah, still up. Still I'll swing. Again. Uh, no, that'll miss. Got it. That is Sven's turn. The professor. What you got? I, the, fi- the flaming sphere should still be going on that priest there. It is. So we'll give it another try. One Maybe action to sustain. Safe. Yes. 21. Oh, come on, dude. Stop it, Sam. I'm feeling the same way. I'm feeling the same way. You got two of these balls rolling around. <laughs> very well, very well. Then um, I'm going to uh, produce flame. And uh, the way that'll do is... Uh, uh, little sparks of flame will emit from the, f- the flaming sphere and try and catch his hair on fire. Yeah, sounds good. I'll tell you this, Rudy. Uh, if you move five feet forward, you're no longer in oh. a flaming sphere, and you'll mm-hmm. have a clearer shot uh, with that with the produced flame. Well, I won't be able to do both. Oh. So the professor will kind of jump forward a little bit and, um, I guess, shake his fist at the priest on the left. Oh, or you can stay in there if you want. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do more and shake my fist. Can I, can I use that third action still or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and demoralize the priest on the left, the priestess on the left. Okay, demoralize the priestess on the left. Go for let's, it. Let's give it a try. That won't do it. That's a, that's a fourteen. That is not going to do it. That yeah, there you go. So it. he does just uh, impotently shake his fist at the priestess on the left. <laughs> he shakes his fist at the priestess on the left and accidentally hits it against the wall and goes, ow. Oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. All right. It is the top of round three. It is her turn. And she <laughs> stabs out with her trident at Sven. That is a... 30 to hit Sven. Ooh, yep. That'll catch me good. Is yeah. that a crit? Is that a crit? Yeah, my AC is 20, so I believe mm-hmm. so. That is indeed a crit. Yes! Rudy, once again, cheering for the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Uh, I get crit, too. Yeah. Rudy fucking sends up the wave. Oh, no. <laughs> Makes me think maybe that's not what's happening. <laughs> oh man, very lucky on this critical damage though. That is only fourteen points of damage. Oh, that's oh, oh see, my celebration was right. <laughs> All right, yeah, Rudy. Also... <laughs> I forgot you go before me. She's also going to sustain her flaming sphere, which is on Sven. Sven, give me, <laughs> give me, a, give me a quick reflex save there, bud. Uh huh. Boo. <laughs> Thanks, Rudy. 21. <laughs> what? 21. 21, Ben. 
Good, good job. Uh, she's going to lash out with her trident one more time. Oh, and that is not going to do it. That brings us up to his turn on the eastern side of the room. He is going to poom, five foot step out of the flaming sphere and is going to stab out at Andruk. That is going to be a 27 to hit with the trident. It hits. Yikes. Oh, shit. Well, it seems that he's made his choice. Yes. Yes, it does. Gonna have to smash that bed, Sven. Ooh. We're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have to cut the bed in half. That is going to be 14 points of damage. Oh fuck. And is going to stab out one more time here. Not gonna do it. Three on the die. Three on the die. Looks like you live to fight another day. Wait, that was a move, a step and a step. Or an attack and an attack. So his flaming sphere goes out. Goodbye. Nice. That brings us up to Leighton's turn. Leighton. All right. Leighton is going to take a quick couple of steps, summon up the Tempest Touch, uh, congeal sort of the Tempest around him into an ice ball in his fist, and take a swing at the priest that just came up and stabbed Andruk saying something along the lines of, you don't know the meaning of friendship, <laughs> as he uppercuts. And that is going to be, a, I believe, a reflex save on your, your half. Same. Reflex save? Re- Reflexodon? Sorry, fortitude. Fortitudino. Fortitudino. Okay, well, that's a 22. God, mother bless it. Uh, that is going to be 12 plus half 1 is six. 13. Yeah, so halved for 6. For six, uh, and a minus five foot circumstance penalty to all of your speeds until the start of until the end of my next turn. Oh man, is he going to be able to throw himself back into that flaming sphere? He's so chilly. Uh, and then my my curse state expands to what? To moderate, which means a tempest rages about me in a ten foot radius, and I'm five resistance to fire damage as it hits these flaming spheres. Leighton, that is your turn. Very cool. I, I, I want to keep hearing about the Tempest as it gets bigger. Eugene, you're up. What you going to do? You're, ne- you're now in a small thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene's going to go north and then northeast to here. Can I stand there? You couldn't get there with a five by, by going the, the, the short way, but you can go the long way and you know that these guys don't have an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Okay, cool. He walks around him, and then Eugene will take a, an old-fashioned swipe at this uh, priest. Good old-fashioned swipe. It's a natty one. <laughs> oh, dear. It's not going to hit. It's then, a little too uh, old-fashioned. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he'll just uh, do it again. The yes. Attack penalty. <laughs> Deadass, another natty one. <laughs> oh, out of the way. Uh, Very yeah, good. That is unlikely. Does not want to hit these priests. That's going to be my turn. That's your turn. Andruk, you're up. Yeah, I think Druk's like deep in the badger bloodlust. You know what I mean? He's going to take a step back and keep firing arrows. Keep it up. So here we go. Uh, that's a natural 20. Uh, uh, yes. As you... Nothing from Rudy, of course. Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I couldn't get my compliment in over the fucking thunderous applause from the group there, so 
<laughs> Get off my dick. <laughs> I thought that was a good thing when someone was on your dick. It was something it was something else. Um Andruk, you're still up. Okay. Uh here's the crit damage. Nineteen. Nineteen points of damage. Oof, oh, and you have sent him away. Nice! He is very close to this priest and just like sends an arrow right into his head. Yeah, yeah. Right between the eyes there. It's still your turn. Ding, ding, ding. We've got a winner. If you're ready to give up. (laughs) Now is your time. Ding, ding. You've won the game. Holy shit. All right, so you are hey, offering guys, her... We're going to have to back off the uh, Saw copyright real, yeah. real quick. <laughs> you offer her a reprieve. Unfortunately, it is good old murderous Sven's turn next. <laughs> Sven, what are you doing? Uh, that's a miss. That's probably good for her. Uh, second swing. Nope, misses it. And in his frustration, he's going to smash the bed. <laughs> uh, swinging on the bed. AC5. How does he miss it? It's a critical. It's a one. How does he miss the bed? Missed it somehow worse than the previous. Sun really went from... He literally went from philosopher king to blood tyrant. Just like fucking absolute mess. That brings us to the professor's turn. The professor, you have the chance to end this combat. Yeah, so I will uh, move the sphere over to the other priest. (laughs) I'll make a reflex save. Natural 17. Passes. That's one action. What's your second action? Let's let's keep going. Such a sour puss. Yeah. You haven't <laughs> failed a save in like six episodes. I just love no planning for if there's failure on Rudy's turn. Every first stage has to be a hit. Otherwise, he's in a loss of out of Fuck it. We'll produce flame matter. <laughs> All right, produce flame away. Okay. That's a little more like a 25. 25 is a hit. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Hold on. I've been losing my D4s. What do you think's happening? I couldn't tell you. Actually, I can tell you. According to my die ledger, I should be. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening is 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. You throw that flame on her and end of combat. Well done. Well done. That was fun. That was fun. What do you want to do next? Let's go fight the boss. <laughs> yeah. Let's go fight Who's the boss. Who's in the bed so that they can look down with irony from above. <laughs> <laughs> See, now the you're sharing the bed. You ingredients. <laughs> Uh, Sven quickly starts ruffling through their pockets. <laughs> ruffling through their pockets. You find the same things that you found on other corrupted priests. You find a trident. What about uh, the uh, nightstand drawer here? Ah, you want to search the room, huh? You want to yeah. search the room? Uh, I think, yeah, Eugene's just, again, detecting magic throughout. All right. Eugene is detecting magic, uh, just pulsing that. Boof, boof, boof. 
You don't find anything uh, that is magical. Not even in the top drawer of the nightstand? Yeah. <laughs> top drawer of the nightstand? No, you just find some coconut oil. <laughs> Instead uh, you of Kleenex, don't... there's sandpaper. All right. So I'm going to... <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what were these two up to in here? <laughs> what kind of kink is that? <laughs> uh... So there's a you, story here. You can get sandpaper at your local Bucky's. <laughs> you probably can, to be honest. So you you start you start going through the room. You don't find anything particularly of note in the bedroom area. You find another one of the holy texts of Gozra in the bedside table. When you go to the desks, you do find a recent letter from a distant Gozrin Abbey discussing rare spells. Included with this letter are several scrolls. Hmm. You find a scroll of personal rain cloud, which is of <laughs> particular <fucking> note. <laughs> <laughs> Written by the cleric Bright Eyes in the year 2004. <laughs> so yes, Svend looks over the shoulder of whatever magic user is going through those scrolls and said, <laughs> nerd shit, rips it all up. And uh, you discover now that the magic Reading. is lost uh, that he destroyed a scroll of sea surge and a scroll of sudden bolt. Scroll of sea surge and a scroll of sudden bolt. You also find a small cash box in the bottom desk drawer. If you get it open, you find 29 gold pieces inside. All right, nice. I get it open? I'd say we get it open. Yeah, yeah sure. All right, cool. Yep. Just shaking it. There's exactly 29 gold pieces in here. We this should get spend, this open. Spend looking through the top of the piggy bank, counting one, two. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good at the jelly bean contest at the circus. <laughs> yeah, it takes him a long time to guess, but yeah. he he is very good. I have at never it. lost, and I'm pre-diabetic as a result. This is what he's doing on his security rounds during performances. Is just playing the game again and again and again and again. <laughs> always be better. Always improving. That is the story in this room. What do y'all want to do next? Do y'all think we could get away with like sleeping in this room or resting in this room? It's a big ass bed right there. Pretty sweet fucking bed. But who's gonna sleep in it? <laughs> Five in the bed, baby. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Get these charred and mutilated corpses out of the way. Yeah, put them in the tub. That's dinner, baby. Put that in a stew. Mm-mm, good eating. Darker and darker. Gross. Uh, yeah, yeah so I, I would love to. I mean, I've I've blown. Not blown. Used effectively on my beautiful comrades. Most of my spells at this point. Uh, and I think Leighton, looking at these scrolls, is getting a little entranced. All right, that's two votes for resting here in this room. I too shall, uh, shall vote. Yeah. That's Four, five. Okay, great. And the professor, uh, just out of, uh, uh, takes one of the scrolls, like gives it a, a cursory glance goes, Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, very familiar to uh, us old doctors of magic here. Layton, Careful uh, with that. And yes, Layton yes, snatches yes. it back away from you. Yes, yes. Very uh, old-fashioned magic uh, for uh, a more civilized age. Yes, yes. What do you do before you go to bed, and what do you do to secure this room? Are you setting a watch? What's that going to look like? Uh, Drew will take first watch. 
Uh, I also want to nominate Morgan for a hero point for his idea to, to pit those two against the two priests against each other for the information. I thought, I thought that was just like killer play. That was pretty huge. <laughs> just saying. I like that. I like that. How many hero points do you have, Morgan? Seven, maybe 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Uh, that in no way factors into my decision. Bullshit. <laughs> kind of sounds like it. And uh, a wise man does not ask a question. A smart man does not want the answer to Sam. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I appreciate that lobbying. I did like that play. And uh, yeah, hero point, Morgan. Hero point. For sure. <laughs> oh, Nicely done. <laughs> I'll tell you. Will I'll tell you. Hero point for bringing it up. <laughs> I'll I'll read this. I'll read this section from the book to you because I I, I kind of get a kick out of it. Back and Lessa are unlikely to notice the heroes until they enter Harlock's suite, and perhaps not even then if the heroes are quiet. <clears throat> if Back and Lessa, however, become aware of the intruders, the priests temporarily put their quarrel aside to fight together. A hero can spend an action to attempt a deception check to reignite the argument between the two. The So there's a way to play around with that argument within the game, but... The thing you did was just so weird, Ben, walking in and saying, <laughs> I will break the bed in two. And Morgan, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. So I, I, I liked uh, I liked going that direction instead. And then just absolutely definitely fighting at some point. And in a final master play, we got you to reveal that this is Harlock's suite. And this thusly, is Harlock's suite. Do we have all the information we could have gained? Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure serving with you all. Ben, your mid-combat <laughs> litigation was stupendous. Will? The initial accusations, beautifully rendered. As a GM myself, I respect the assault that you've <laughs> brought to our kind. You know, and also, I should say, you asked explicitly about the nightstand, and there was something in the nightstand that <gasps> I missed. You find his personal journal <gasps> tucked into the back of the nightstand drawer. Something else you may want to read as you get ready for bed. I'll give you the contents of that later, but is there something that you all are doing before bed? What are y'all doing? How are you How are you eating? What does this look like? Break out the old rations, right? Yeah, just dry rations, not lighting a fire, obviously, in here. Yeah. Well, not that, not that we couldn't, you know. <laughs> Layton slowly starts raining less. I'm sure it's more comfortable for everyone. So are we thinking like a spooky story for, for bedtime or maybe something more peaceful? What is the mood maybe here? We, maybe we should read aloud a passage from the journal. <laughs> <laughs> go Rudy with the visual good. bits for an <laughs> audio podcast. It's a Professor, very good visual bit. Professor like, licks his thumb and starts paging <laughs> through the journal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doesn't translate yeah. to audio quite so, as well. So he, he put the clowning we'll do, that Rudy is doing right now. But. <laughs> we'll do this the old-fashioned way, and the professor, uh, you know, takes the journal and flips through it, and yeah. All right. He writes about his suspicions that something called the Aaron Tower is failing. Hmm. He's frustrated about his impact on that, but. He seems to think it has something to do with the environmental decline that has been discussed in town and by various priests and Nemia. He also notes that he's seen Zulgaths around this tower, but he just makes mention of them. That is the information 
in brief that you acquire from his journal. I'd like to do a religion check on some of those watchwords like Zulgath and Aaron Tower. For sure, Rudy, uh, roll away, but it's not going to be religion. It'll be a recall knowledge of humanoid society, uh, or if you have a lore that you think might be relevant, you can take a crack at that. I have a plus one in society, so that won't really help much. Was the professor reading aloud, Rudy? Yes. I think Leighton was listening to that performance pretty attentively. Could I roll society, Sam? Yes. What does it mean? Uh, 16. All right. Hit the DC. Exactly. You're still not super familiar with them, but you know that Zulgaths are a reptilian race of people that tend to live in caverns and caves. They can be fearsome fighters, but the big thing you know is that they are reptilian, that they tend to stick to caves, but without more specifics, you know, there's a variety of types of, of Zulgas. It's, it's sort of a broad umbrella. And what about the tower? Aaron Tower. Yeah, give me God, knowledge local is a nice is a nice catch-all. But I'll give it to you with knowledge society. You are on the Isle of Erin. And the Erin Tower is something you've heard about, you know, maybe seen from a distance. But it's an Ayun Tower. There are several of them located in various parts of the world here. They're kind of mysterious, they're ancient, and you know that they are connected to Eridan somehow. So so we found a journal of a guy complaining about reptilian conspiracy. <laughs> he knows that he has seen these Zulgaths near the Isle of Eridan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Near the Aaron Tower. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that somehow the Aaron Tower and its decline is linked to the decline of the land. It's always a reptilian conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're aliens. <laughs> Sam, that's what you know. With the 16, you know that they're aliens. They found out from space to ruin the land. <laughs> if you pause right here, his eyes turn yellow. <laughs> yeah, so that is what you that is what you learned from a couple knowledge checks looking a little bit deeper in to to that booklet. Now, Cole, do you want to tell us what you've learned about these scrolls? Yeah, so I think Leighton's been pouring over these and he's just really excited by the description of some of the things that he can do that he doesn't know how they work, right? But like written down in a lawful way, a way that he can like read and understand. This is the first time he's ever seen a scroll. And for him being able to read about what sounds like his condition is everything he's been looking for, right? Um, yeah, it's extremely empowering. It's like, oh, my mind can now maybe begin to understand through something like this what I am and what's going on. So it's a big moment. That being said, there are a couple really sick spells, and I think... I can do all three of them. Rudy, I think you can do all three of them. It's all arcane primal. And I think we're the... Okay. Oh, and, and Morgan, you can as well. Um, so all of the casters. Uh, Andrew has some casting. I will uh, have more casting next level. 
mm-hmm. if I make mm-hmm. it that far. So basically, guys, one of them is a big wave that knocks stuff backwards, uh, maybe including people. One of them basically does what my aura does and provides fire resistance to a target and hilariously only drifts low enough to their head in order to fit under a ceiling. And then the last one is a massive electricity, like, nuke spell. So if any of those appeal to any of you, Leighton just wants to study them every night, but uh, I'd be happy to take any of them that you are not interested in. Do I do any of those sound cool to you, Morgan? Is there one in there that really jumps out at you? Yeah, I mean, Eugene would be interested for sure. I mean, Sudden Bolt would be great. Sea Surge too. But if someone else is also interested, by all means. Rudy, can you cast these spells? Are you are you Arcane Primal? Uh, I'm afraid not. The professor is divine. These uh, spells make no sense to him. See. Pulling him forward and back, you know, looking playing, at him over the edge playing of a little trombone myself. Everyone's got an angle. So it's uh it's it's you, Cole, it's you and um you and you and the homie Eugene. It's also it's also really hard if I'm stepping out of character for a second to not give <laughs> Late and first dab at personal rain cloud <laughs> just feels like the most flavorful possible <laughs> fucking thing that you could have. But if you don't want it, by all means. The problem is I always have one. <laughs> so it's kind of a hat on a hat for Leighton. If you only cast it on yourself, but it's so That's flavorful true. that you would give it to someone else. <laughs> That's Oh, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, Leighton, Leighton's excited about all of them. And so if nobody else is, or nobody else can cast them, he would absolutely take them all. But Morgan, if you want, like, a big nuke, or if you want one of these effects, you should absolutely take it. Yeah, let's sort it. Let's We, we can continue to sort it out um, as, uh, cool. it, you know, later off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing I should add about the, the Zulgas that you would know with that check is that they are from the Darklands. Ah. So... They their being up on the surface around the Aaron Tower is is unusual, right? And they are would generally be considered from afar to be evil. Now, going to bed. Obviously, all five in the bed. Big bed. Yes. yes. Big bed night. Yeah. Yeah. Five in the bed. Well, four in the bed at a time if you're keeping. Okay. <laughs> Four in the bed at a time. Sven is in the bed. Andruk is taking first watch. What is going to be your watch order? Problem. Uh-oh. Fuck. What? I'm a, I'm a divine spellcaster. I was gonna. I didn't want to. I thought that my anything. fucking curse oh. changed it to primal. Oh. Because I get access to certain primal spells. Mm. I got them flipped. Damn, so Eugene just picked up three fat scrolls. Eugene <laughs> just picked up three fat scrolls. <laughs> oh, nice. Leighton, nice, just like oh. crinkling them in his fingers, hands oh. them to Eugene. Oh, 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 sick. I can't even read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, so all the scrolls are his. And what is watch order? I'm going first. The professor uh, slips on his uh, nightgown and a uh, little nightcap and tassel, and uh, I'll I'll take second watch. Who short sheeted the bed? Leighton hops into the bathtub and lets the water drain around him as his rain cloud comes down and says, "I'll just be here, thinking about the possibilities for the future." 
and rolls over to sleep. Absolutely. And is the third watch, I imagine? Sven, fourth? Uh, yeah. And that means that your friend and mine, Eugene, of the Fat Scrolls, will be fifth. I think that I, I want to do something when the professor comes up to take off. Take take watch from Druk. Yeah, absolutely. What do you want to do? I think it's that um, like Druk has clearly not gotten any rest while, while on watch and is not going to get any rest tonight, seemingly. But uh, he just looks at the at the professor and says, like, Doc, it's not that I don't think they would have turned. It's that I can't imagine what they would have done to them to make them turn. Um, and then we'll just, like, walk away. The professor, uh, as he, as he, as uh, Andruk walks away, says, uh, Andruk, uh... Oh my god, that's so scary! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. No, no, no. No, the door is scary. That's what's scary. I keep thinking you're like about to go flying out of your chair uh-huh. or something, like a paranormal, like a paranormal activity. activity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rudy, what does is, what is the professor say? No, what no. does the professor say? No, the, pro- the professor says to Andruk, the thing to remember, Andruk, is that um, though turned they may be, they are not in control of their own personalities at this point. Everyone makes choices, some make poor choices, some make good choices, but when we are intimidated and backed into a corner, sometimes we choose things we never thought we would. Compassion, Andruk. Compassion. And with that, the watch changes, and you make it through the night without interruption. We will pick up on day two of the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning next week. Oh, no. oh, no. Yeah, you got, that was that was good. Well, well handled. Well, well handled.